It's Monday, 15th of September 2014. This is HPR episode 1596, entitled About the Word Hack. It is hosted by Klaatu and is about 14 minutes long. Feedback can be sent to Klaatu at hackerpublicradio.org or by leaving a comment on this episode. The summary is Klaatu News is About the Word Hack. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hi everyone, this is Hacker Public Radio. My name is Klaatu. Today I want to talk about the the term hack. This is kind of, there's a long tradition, I think, among the hacker culture to sort of reflexively or recursively look at the term hack and what it means and what it implies. So the word hack is an oft misunderstood term. Historically, it meant very specifically someone who writes code. Uh, and then, I guess, not not long after that, I guess, the media started adopting the term for people who very specifically create, uh, committed crimes by way of pretty much anything electronic, I think. It didn't much matter whether it was a phone or a computer. And both of those meanings do persist today. Obviously, we, we hear them. We, we hear the, the criminal hacking term on, on, in the media, and then we ourselves obviously apply it to ourselves because we're on a thing called Hacker Public Radio. Um, but the media lately, I've noticed, has again adopted and reinvented it to mean pretty much anything that you do that is not already written down um, somewhere by the manufacturer of whatever, whatever you're using. So for instance, if you're using, I don't know, tinned pineapple uh, as bookends for your Jerome K. Jerome book collection. Uh, that's a hack, because they're not meant to be bookends, they're just tins of pineapple, and now they're bookends, so that's a hack. If you're using, like I, I've seen on online, um, people using butterfly clips, they clip them to the desk and then they slide their cables through the little clip parts, and uh, that prevents the laptop cable you know, from like sliding when you unplug it, it doesn't slide onto the floor. It just like it it hangs there in the the butterfly clip, or you keep them organized that way, or something. I don't know. And that's apparently a hack. You know, I mean, heck, if you take vitamin C, that would probably be called a hack at this point. It's it's a biohack. That's how cool that one is. So the funky thing about terminology is that it's it's truly truly free in the the sense of being a free-for-all. No group can really claim to own a word, um, possibly ever, but certainly when they didn't make it up. You can't really like trademark a term that already exists. And obviously you can trademark words that you did make up, but I mean, there's Xerox and what is it, Kleenex? So yeah, that that's an arguable topic. And, and you could, or I could argue, I guess, 
that a term like, for instance, grok. That's a made-up word. Um, so you could you could argue that that belongs to Heinlein, and to sci-fi fans who keep it sacred, you know, they've got certain ownership of, of what that word means, but I think it's ownership by obscurity, because um, you could you you could imagine a reality where someone adopts that term and destroys its meaning because they have, you know, a big enough marketing campaign to convince all the pinks of the new meaning, uh, then there's not much we could do about it at that point. They, they've got a louder voice than we do, so we don't own that term after all. Hackers did not invent the term hack. They repurposed the word, probably angering a large number of proud and noble men and women who hack through the bush with machete knives on a regular basis. So if the media outlets that assault us on a daily basis decides that hack means any clever solution to any given problem, then that's what they're going to do. But not without rebuttal. And the rebuttal is as follows. The term hack means at least to most hackers, and I mean that in the traditional sense, uh, it means writing code, possibly inclusive of even config files, depending on the problem and the solution that you're finding to it. Now, hacks can be beautiful, they can be ugly. Most often they're ugly, that's why they're called hacks. But the most important thing about hacking is the process. A hack is something you achieve after trial and error, and experimentation, failure, frustration, research, practice, desperation, hatred, passion. You do not just sit down and look up a tip online, make a change to your system, and call it a hack, because that's not your hack. That might be someone else's hack, and you can and you should use it if it works, and you can, you can brag about having used someone else's hack, but you can't claim that hack. That's not your hack. You have not made, you have not done that. You have hacked nothing in that scenario. But there's no shame uh, in that in itself. Using other people's hacks, it, it teaches you how to invent hacks of your own. So you're on your way. You are making progress. This is all part of you becoming a hacker. You should still be proud of what you've done, but don't go like sewing your hacker badge on your jean jacket just yet. The reason this is important is because in the modern world that we live in right now, there's an emphasis on the idea that everything, quote, well-designed, unquote, must also therefore require no effort from the user. The user should never have to learn anything new. Everything should be one button click away. And there should be only one button, maybe two. But too many buttons means that the user has to make a decision about something, and decisions often require some kind of knowledge about what you're, what you expect and what you what you want to do. So you'd have to actually work for that. This is not why technology is important. If technology exists only to make our lives easier, then it's about as important as an easy chair compared to a house. One you need for shelter, so you don't die from exposure. The other, you just want so you can be cozier when you zone out in front of your TV. Technology, in order for it to be worth all of the evil that it does, all the environmental things and, and, and putting people to work and, and polluting things and all that, and you know, causing us to mine all kinds of minerals from all over the place and then we get into wars for them and stuff like that, technology to justify all that stuff should make life better. 
It should atone for its sins of existence and enable us to do amazing things that will ultimately help humans across the planet live happier and healthier lives. I mean, that really, for at least to any sci-fi geek, I think, that's been around for at all, any time, that's what technology has always been a promise of. This isn't something that you achieve, though, without effort and hard work. You know, there there's no make everything better button and no tech company, regardless of how many cool gadgets they sell to make sure that you are entertained whilst doing your yoga classes. N none of them are going to be the realization of that. And and they will tell you otherwise. They They tell you that they're out to change the world and make the world better, but that's not what they're actually doing. Technology works because hackers work on technology. Hackers sit down with technology for hours and hours at a time, and those stretch into days, and those days stretch into weeks, and so on, just to solve like one problem. And that hack gets rolled into the next iteration, and technology is better for it. That's what hacking is, and that is what it needs to be in order to inspire and drive people to constantly improve. Some people might be motivated by money, uh, some by religion, some by attention. Hackers are driven by the process of finding solutions. Calling yourself a hacker or laying claim to a hack is, you know, it's not, I don't mean to make it such a personal and, and precious thing. I'm over-dramatizing here a little bit. But the historical meaning of the term is significant, and abusing it into a pop culture euphemism for simple day-to-day -day household tips, uh, it kind of erodes the work that's been done and, is, and that is continuing to be done by, you know, the real hackers, by people who actually hack on technology. And it, it also, I think, it creates a false expectation for people because there are people now, especially since the media is so full of this stuff, there are people who believe they want to become a hacker, quote-unquote, whatever that means to them. But then when they find out that, that hacking is, is all that, all that work, it's not just some simple act that you achieve with the, the red hacker button on your keyboard, they get angry, they get frustrated, and they stop trying. And, and that's, I think, because popular media isn't being realistic as to what, and I'm not even saying popular popular media, I'm saying popular geek media at this point, is not being realistic with what with what being a hacker is. Hacker is hard work. It's a lot of, it's iteration after iteration. It's constantly banging your head against the wall trying to solve something. So yes, get into hacking. Stand up for hacking. Get into it. Suffer a little bit. Do some hard work. Man or woman up and, and make something cool happen. It might take a while. And most people won't understand or want to come anywhere near your obsession. But in the end, you'll have achieved something so ugly and twisted, something so strange and incomprehensible, something so marvelously bland to the average civilian, that you will know by the, the look of sheer boredom on your audience's faces that you have truly achieved a verifiable and admirable hack. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. 
If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.